Dr. Mark Job. Everyone who's looking back, running from something, will end up in the future that they don't want to be in. When you're running from something, what drives you is what you're running away from, not what you're running to. And some of you may be here right now with undealt issues in your life that God has already pointed out, but you're running from them. You're more focused on what you're running away from. Running toward your calling, not away from it. Welcome to Moody Presents with Dr. Mark Job, president of the Moody Bible Institute and founding pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. If we've never met, I'm John Geiger, and you know the story of Jonah just never gets old. And frankly, uh, this topic of getting rid of the old in order to run toward your calling is a great way to start 2022. Maybe that's because in our heart of hearts, we know that we're more like Jonah than we care to admit. Do you just feel like running away from the problems? I know I do sometimes. Well, I hope your uh, sea legs are up for a bit of adventure. We're about to cast off for some storm-tossed lessons. Among them, you have a unique calling. You are either running to or away from that calling. Let's head to Jonah chapter 1 as we turn things over to our teacher now, Pastor Mark Job. I want to take your attention to to Jonah. I'm going to begin reading in verse 1 of chapter 1. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, by the way, if you don't know how to pronounce, if you're teaching and don't know how to pronounce a, a big name in the Old Testament, and there's very hard to pronounce names, the secret is say it fast and with confidence. Most people don't know how to pronounce anyways, so just a little insight there. And God said to Jonah, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I'm talking about spiritual running and some observations about spiritual running. Number one, your response to God's word either marks the beginning of your assignment or the start of your running. The word of God is powerful. It's compelling. It leads to action. It usually demands obedience. And so when we're confronted with the word of God in its powerful unadulterated form, it usually creates a response within us. We can ignore it. We can listen to it and not apply it. We can obey it, or we can run from it. Jonah was no stranger to the word of the Lord. He was a compelling prophet. He had a history of following God and uh, He served God faithfully during the reign of Jeroboam II in the middle of the 8th century. He was a popular prophet. In fact, he had preached the expansion, and it happened. He had great public success. It appears that he was somewhat popular because he had been able to speak good things into people, a great message that was well-received that people thought, hey, Jonah's the man. He's the prophet. He's had a great, positive, compelling good message, a degree of success, a degree of respect. Uh, He preached and prophesied during some days of economic success, military glories in the northern kingdom. You can see that in 2 Kings chapter 14, verse 25. 
But then everything changed when a new word came. And the word of the Lord came, and he received an unexpected, tough assignment. One that didn't match with his idea of comfort or did not match with his idea of where he was going in life. It was an interruption, sabotaging a little bit of the plans that he had laid out for himself in the future. He thought he had mapped out his course. He thought he knew his audience. He was comfortable with where he thought he was going. He had projected out a little bit, hey, this is what my days are going to look like. And then suddenly, 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 the word of the Lord comes. And I want to tell you that the word of the Lord is like that sometimes. It will knock you off the saddle on the Damascus road. It will interrupt your comfortable living. It will sabotage the dreams that you may have for yourself. It will disrupt the ordinary and send you to the extraordinary. It'll challenge your faith. It'll mess with your plans. The Word of God is powerful, and it is disruptive. The Bible says, the Word of the Lord came to Jonah, and basically what God told them is, arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it, for evil has come up before me, the Lord said. Now, those of you that have studied the book of Jonah know this. Nineveh was an Assyrian city that was about 500 miles away from where Jonah lived in Palestine. And the Babylonian leader, Sennacherib, had made Nineveh the Assyrian capital about 700 B.C. Nineveh was a city of a population of about 120,000 people, and it was a brutal city. It was known for its military brutality. And God was calling Jonah, who was already in his comfort, already had laid out what he wanted to do. God was calling Jonah to go to the hard places. The word of God causes us, it's not just about calling, but it's about what we have to deal with in our life. It's about issues that we have to deal with. It's about sin issues. It's about attitudes that we have. It's about junk that we have left undealt with that causes us to want to run from the word of the Lord. I've been there where God is saying, deal with this, and I'm like, I don't want to deal with that right now. And you run. Let let me tell you this. Everyone who's looking back, running from something, will end up in the future that they don't want to be in. When you're running from something, what drives you is what you're running away from, not what you're running to. And some of you may be here right now with undealt issues in your life that God has already pointed out, but you're running from them, and you can't understand why you keep ending up in the cave or the dead-end zone or the bad relationship or just choices that don't make sense, or you keep ending up in places that you hadn't predicted you were going to end up in because you're more focused on what you're running away from. I've been in the city of Chicago for a long time. One of the huge issues in Chicago is addiction. When I find someone that's an addict, lightly addicted or heavily addicted, here's what I know. They're running from something. You run from pain long enough, you end up addicted to something. And that can show up in a heroin addict on the southwest side of Chicago, or that can show up in a 
compulsive, overworked executive in downtown Chicago. But as long as I'm running from something, I end up addicted to something else, something that eases the pain, something that makes me forget, something that is looking at running away from the hard places instead of what am I running to. Jonah made a decision. I'm going to run. I'm not going to obey. I'm not going to submit. I'm not going to veer my life in a different direction. I'm going to run from this hard word that God is speaking to my life. Secondly, write this down. Running from the word may prolong your journey, but ultimately does not change your destination. Verse 3, it says, But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa, found a ship going to Tarshish. He had paid the fare and went down into it to go with him to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. I want you to notice two things, uh, two times in this verse that it says Jonah wasn't just running from his assignment. He was running from something else. It's clear in the text. What does it say? The presence of the Lord. You see, I want you to clearly understand that Jonah is not just escaping from his assignment. He's actually running from God himself. The presence of the Lord. Let me tell you something about purpose and presence. See, your purpose as a believer is tied in to the presence of God. When you run from one, you lose the other. You run from your purpose, you push away his presence. You run from his presence, you lose your purpose. Jonah had an assignment from God. It had to do with his calling, his purpose, an assignment that he didn't want to embrace, something that he refused to accept because it was hard, it was disruptive, it was to a people that were oppressive of his people, it was to a, a group that uh, he hated. It becomes clear in the text later on. But in running from his purpose, there was a collateral damage to his spiritual life. Because not only was he running from his purpose, but hand in hand with running from your purpose is running from the presence of God because every time he got into the presence of God, you're, you're reminded of your purpose. So I'm, I want to say this to you right now. You cannot be here on an ongoing basis, running from your purpose and be in sweet communion with God. You'll find yourself at odds with the purpose of God. When God calls you to obedience and you refuse to embrace that obedience, by the way, delayed obedience is disobedience, and you can't be in a continual state of disobedience before God and enjoy that sweet, powerful presence of Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening because you don't want to listen. You don't want to hear. You want to fill your mind with noise. You want to embrace busyness. To stop, to pause, to listen to God is something that's not on your agenda. It makes you uncomfortable. If you're running, you don't want to be in the presence of God. If you're running, you don't want to be reminded because the presence of God brings about conviction. The presence of God reminds you of your purpose, of your call. 
Disobedience is always, always, always uncomfortable in the presence of God Almighty. Well, isn't that the truth about disobedience? Pastor Mark Job is our teacher here on Moody Presents, and we'd like to quickly remind you that all of our messages are available for streaming online at moodypresents.org. And while there, you can become a Moody Presents partner. This allows you to share in the joy of giving to our ministry, prioritized on helping listeners take that next step in their walk with Jesus Christ. While at our website, right there at the bottom of the page, I encourage you to sign up for our e-newsletter called Uplift. It will be delivered to your inbox monthly, and you'll get exclusive Moody Radio stories, helpful articles, and updates on all that's happening at Moody Radio. Our website is moodypresents.org. Again, that website, moodypresents.org. But we need to get back to our study of the life of Jonah. As we begin the year 2022, it's our prayer that you will take this important message to heart as we throw off those things which are keeping us from running toward our calling. Once again, here's Pastor Mark. It's interesting in the passage that he doesn't say that Jonah was necessarily running from his purpose. It mentions twice that he is trying to flee from the presence. Now, it's interesting that he goes to Tarshish. You say, why Tarshish? Well, Tarshish sounds good about now. It's what we call now Gibraltar. I grew up in Spain, so it's actually the the southern tip of Spain, right above Africa, and there is some nice weather there. (laughs) What you also need to know about Tarshish is that it was 3,000 miles away from where Jonah was, and probably would take him about approximately a year to get there. He was going as far as he could go in the opposite direction of where God was calling him to go. And let me just make another observation about this. By the way, sometimes there's a swing effect on our calling. When God calls us to go somewhere, sometimes in disobedience you find yourself pushing in the opposite direction of where God is calling you. Or maybe even moving geography. I run into people all the time that are moving other places because they really don't want to deal with the hard word that God is giving them at the current place that they're at. Jonah thinks that he can escape spiritual responsibility by changing his geography. Can I tell you, this changing geography just gives you a new setting to practice old problems. It doesn't solve the problem. Some of you thought that you're going to come to Moody Bible Institute and you're struggling with pornography at home and that you would be in this holy, sacred environment and that you would never struggle with it again. Guess what? You've discovered that it's not so. You bring your problems with you. Changing geographies doesn't change the inner struggle of your heart. You thought it was that fleshly youth group that you were a part of. And that if you got here on a floor where everybody's a Christian, that everything was going to be different, and you've discovered, no, you've carried your problem with you because our greatest problems are not our environment. Our greatest problems lie within the battle of our soul. Jonah tried to change geography, but it didn't change the condition of his heart. And so he, he has to struggle with the condition of his heart really to embrace his purpose. 
I started Moody when I was 17 years old. I thought I wanted to get some Bible. I just wanted some Bible, and then I was thinking I was going to study medicine. Maybe get a medical degree and practice that way. And so I came here the first semester, and it was cold too. Cold. I thought already, man, I, I took a walk down to the lake and back, and I was like, what did I get myself into? This is like crazy cold. And I struggled that first semester. As I look back now, I realize I was struggling with calling, with purpose. I wanted to know, God, what do you want me to do? I want clarity. I want to know what it's going to look like in five years. I want to know what I'm going to throw myself into. And I didn't know that. And I wasn't sure about that. And sort of the study theology and Bible wasn't clear to me. Yeah, God, I love you, but I'm not sure what I want to do. And I was obsessed with like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? I finished up my first semester at Moody, and, and there was an unrest in my soul, a battle within me, a, a sense of, ah, I don't think I'm going to go back. And I was working a side job, and it happened to be that my mother, my parents live in Spain, so I ended up working at a hotel in southern France, washing dishes, cleaning rooms, in my mind, not sure I'm going back to Chicago. Not sure. I need clarity. What am I going to do with my future? What is my purpose? What am I going to throw myself into? And someone had given me a little booklet before I left Chicago by A.W. Tozer called The Knowledge of the Holy. And A.W. Tozer says in that little booklet that the most important thought that you have is when you think about God, what comes to your mind. And so I was wrestling with purpose, but I got a hold of this little booklet and I started reading it after I worked at the hotel and, and uh, clean rooms and, and uh, wash dishes. I would go down to the little river that was near the hotel in that, southern, that, that village in, in southern France and I would get my Bible and I'd read A.W. Tozer. And the more I read A.W. Tozer, I was shocked by the fact it started striking me that A.W. Tozer was saying, you need to know God. And I was thinking, no, I need to know my purpose, my job, my career. And A.W. Tozer kept saying, you need to know God. You need to know God. You need to know God. The center of your existence is knowing God, his character, his attributes. You need to understand his presence. You could try to all of your life and only scratch at the surface of who this infinite being is, but you need to know God because at the center, at the center of it all, the center of your existence is your relationship with God. And when you get that right, then everything else in life starts to align itself. But if that is not in its place, then everything is out of alignment. Something happened that summer. I started worrying less about what I was going to do after I graduated from school, and I started to think more about knowing God. I came back to Moody, and I was different. 
Because I didn't come back just using Moody as a platform to my next season of life. I got to endure this school so I can get into my purpose. I I came back saying, no, no, I'm going to use this time to know God. I want to know him. I still didn't have clarity of what what I was going to do. You'd ask me, what are you going to do when you graduate? I don't know. But here's what I know. That if I know God, if I know him clearly, if I have this powerful relationship with him and I'm listening to his voice and I know who he is, I know that that will lead me to make the right decision about what I'm going to do and throw myself into the right things. I know that it starts with that. I need to know God. And so I came back and I, I, I approached my classes different. It wasn't just let me get a grade. It was I want to know God through this. I came back with this heart desire to say, I need to know God. And people say, what are you going to do? I don't know, but I want to know God. And I know that everything else, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well, having to do with everything in life. But I know that that the center of my purpose in life, the center of my calling, the center of what I'll do, I don't know if I'm going to be a, 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 a street sanitations worker. I don't know if I'm going to be a doctor, a pastor. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. But I do know this, that at the center, the core of my being, I will know my God, and I will live for God and live for something that counts for eternity. Isaiah chapter 6, this compelling passage of in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. Isaiah had to have a new unfiltered vision of God. Because the society in which he lived had minimized God, had sanitized God, had shrunk God, had made God a disposable God. When Isaiah had a new vision of God that shook him to its very core, that revealed him the very need for his own cleansing, the desire to be pure before God, then when God spoke to him again, he was, here am I, send me. He started with a clear vision of God. It ended with a clear mandate from God, a purpose of God that he embraced. But it was the knowing of God that started first before the purpose of God. I want you to see the sequence. I don't know if you're wrestling with your call like I was. It's convoluted and confusing because you're wrestling with who am I? What are my gifts? What's my identity? What am I living for? It all gets tied into each other. But I want to challenge you, encourage you, exhort you. It starts with getting to know God. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. I want to beg you. Make knowing Him your priority. And I believe that clarity, clarity, clarity emanates from the relationship that we have with God. Let me pray with you. Can you stand with me? Lord, I pray for that young man right now that is discouraged about purpose, anxious, fearful about it. Would you redirect his heart to you? 
Would you make us trust knowing you and that you will clearly mandate his path? I pray for the person right now that's running from their purpose and obedience, the hard word. And in the process, they've lost the relationship with you because there's a heart of hardness towards you and your calling and obedience and that denial to obey, that resistance to your voice has caused a pushback from your presence and now they find themselves in this awkward place of spiritual coldness, of apathy and cynicism because their heart is wrestling with their calling. Pastor Mark Job with an opening look at the life of Jonah here on Moody Presents. You know, this broadcast has been around long enough that listeners like you rely on this weekly journey into the Word of God. And as we start this brand new year we're calling 2022, I want to say thank you from our Moody Presents staff and from Pastor Mark Job. You know that this ministry is listener-supported, and you've got to know that we are very, very thankful for the many that have given. We so appreciate that partnership. Hey, could I just offer a short prayer of thanksgiving for you? Lord, thank you for the kindness, the generosity of listeners who have stood with us. They've given their money. Now, Lord, would you help us to be wise stewards? Would you bless them as they trust in the Lord with all their hearts, leaning not on their own understanding? In all their ways, may they and we, every one of us, acknowledge you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, our time is gone, but we'll be back next week for part two of The Life of Jonah, where we're urged to run to our calling, not away from it. Join us then. From all of us at Moody Radio, I'm John Geiger saying Happy New Year. Moody Presents is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.